Lee Williams discovers music here at his desk. Where are we going? Where are we going? He brings up a YouTube video of Tunisian singer-songwriter Emel Methluthi. He first saw this video in 2011. I, I don't even remember if I was searching for her or I was just randomly looking for artists. The video shows Methluthi standing in a crowd wearing a red coat and trying to sing into a TV microphone. The background is a whole lot of people in a street in Tunisia in the revolution. Williams is the artistic director of the Lotus World Music and Arts Festival. He finally succeeded in booking Methluthi after working on it for three years. When she performs at the Buskirk Chumley Theater Saturday evening, she'll sound more like this. The internet makes everything easier for Williams. He's connected to the world music industry through a listserv. They share musical discoveries with one another there. He gets email after email from artists all over the world asking to be booked for Lotus. But he still also does get tips the old-fashioned way from people on the street. They do it all the time. They know me. Um, I'm the Lotus guy. You're the Lotus guy, right? People ask him questions. Will there be Irish music this year? That's a common one. Over the past few years, it's been... Is Movich coming back? If the answer is yes, they get really excited. <laughs> and if I say no, it's why not? Movitz is a Swedish band that plays swing and hip-hop. And yes, they're performing at the festival this year for the fourth time. Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Williams has been programming music for Lotus since the very beginning, in 1994. His obsession with music can be traced back to 1968. That's when his family moved to London. He was 11 years old. When he heard music he liked, he would get more albums by that artist. Then he would get more music distributed by that label. By the time I was 17, I had... I, my mother hated it. It was one whole wall of my albums. At this point, he's gotten rid of most of the cassettes, albums, and CDs he's collected. Fast forward to the early 80s, he scored a job programming musical acts for two nightclubs in Bloomington, Second Story and Jake's. The top of his desk is littered with papers, mostly drafts of the schedule for this year's festival. In his desk drawer, that's where he keeps his history. He pulls out yellowed papers, clearly from back in the typewriter days, typed in all caps. It's a list of artists he booked for Jake's starting in 1983. How many tickets were sold, how much money they made. The musician who pops up most often is Richard Thompson. Williams booked him ten times. There are a couple other artists who jump off the page. R.E.M. Yeah, this is 1983. So May 26th, 1983. It was a Thursday night. Bar sales, 1,500. There were 300 people in the room. He remembers getting a call from R.E.M.'s agent who asked to send Williams a copy of the band's EP. And, oh boy, did I love it. <laughs> um, I told him Yes. Uh, I can pay you $350. R.E.M.'s debut album, Murmur, was released a month before they played that show. Looking at the list, it's a who's who of musicians. You'll probably have heard of John Lee Hooker, yes. Uh, Tito Puente, 85. Arlo Guthrie. 
Richard Thompson again. Jimmy Cliff, famous reggae artist. Richard Thompson again, jeez. Yeah, he's my favorite artist. Flip the page to 1989. Um, there she there is. She is in, in, in lowercase. One of the artists he's most uh, proud of booking. Katie Lang was on a Tuesday, August 15th, 1989. Uh-huh. Ab- about to be really famous. 800 plus tickets sold. Over $10,000 in revenue. Katie Lang won the Grammy Award for Best Female Country Vocal Performance that year. Williams booked shows for five more years. Then Jake's changed ownership and became a dance club. They, they, they fired me in April of 1994. But he wasn't out of work for long. Three months later, he was part of the first meeting to start the World Music Festival that would become Lotus. Replacing the papers, he closes the drawer on his past and picks up the present, this year's schedule for the festival. He needs these pieces of paper to help him keep everything straight. He could talk about his life in music all day, but his memory for other things just isn't what it used to be. If you put me on a lectern and I'm supposed to, you know, remember all of that stuff and then just give a lecture on it, I would be dead in 30 seconds. Because Because I wouldn't remember it, yeah. I can't keep things in my head anymore. That's part of why he stepped down as executive director recently. He's more interested in music than in being the face of Lotus when it comes to fundraising and marketing. Attendees this year will see him on stage briefly Thursday evening. He's paying tribute to an employee who's retiring. But other than that, Williams prefers to be on the sidelines. Back on his computer, he goes to the website for the group Las Cafeteras. He heard about them through the World Music Listserv. They'll be performing on the same stage as Move It's Saturday night. Las Cafeteras play a kind of Mexican folk music called Son Jarocho. He finds a song on their website. He guarantees I'll recognize it. The, the most famous, the first, really, uh, hit single for a Spanish-speaking artist. They redid La Bamba? Every Son Jarocho band in the world plays La Bamba. Let's see. So, but every every group changes it a little bit. The, the the timing, the beat, the instruments, the whatever, they all change to make it. It's at moments like this when Lee Williams, the music junkie, really shines through. No, no, no. It's coming. It's coming up. He starts full-on chair dancing, waving his arms in the air and grinning. Love it. How can you not? You might not see him on stage, but keep your eye out for the tall, lanky guy standing in the wings. No doubt he'll be dancing. That's Lee Williams, the Lotus Guy. For WFIU Arts, I'm Annie Corrigan.